Since the first Sunday in March, I've been in a preaching series entitled Anyway. We've talked about witness anyway, try anyway, keep your head anyway, start over anyway. Today I want to call your attention to the ninth chapter, Gospel according to Luke. We're going to read from verse 46 to verse 50. Luke chapter 9, verses 46 to verse 50. The word reads as follows. Then a dispute arose among them as to which of them would be the greatest. After Jesus, perceiving the thought of their heart, took a little child and set him by him. And he said to them, whoever receives this little child in my name receives me. Whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you, all will be great. Verse 49. Now John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, do not stop him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Amen. Be seated. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the simple topic, succeed anyhow. Let me read verses 49 and 50 again in your hearing. Now John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out demons in your name. We tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. Jesus said to him, do not stop him, for he who is not against us is on our side. Succeed anyway. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Speak, Lord. Your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Succeed anyhow. Success is revealing. As we experience success in life, we discover significant insights, truths, and revelations about ourselves, our families, our friends, our circle, and even Almighty God. Failure is revealing, but success is revealing equally as well. Regardless of what area of success we experience in life, success is revealing. As we experience romantic and marital success, we discover who really roots for us and who secretly wants to see us implode. As we climb the corporate ladder and experience promotion in our vocational lives, our success reveals who is really in our corner and who is really just around us. 
as we experience spiritual success, learning more of the word, promotion in spiritual matters, we discover who are the real saints of God and who are the ain'ts of God. As you grow and experience success in life, success is revealing. I wish I had a witness. Success will reveal your friends, but it will also reveal your foes. Success will reveal your allies, and success will reveal your agitators. Success will reveal your cheerleaders, but success will also reveal your critics. Success will reveal our encouragers, but success will also reveal our enemies. Success will reveal people to point us to opportunities, but success will also reveal quiet opposition. Success will reveal those men and women who believe in us, but success will also reveal those people that want to belittle us. Success will reveal those people that believe and want us to fly high because the sky is the limit. But success will also reveal those people that want nothing more but to clip our wings. Y'all better help me preach in here. Success is revealing. According to this New Testament text, an anonymous disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is experiencing success in doing the work of the kingdom. This anonymous man, according to verses 49 and 50 of chapter 9, is not one of the twelve. His name is not Peter, James, or John. His name is not Thaddeus. It's not Bartholomew. It ain't Andrew. It ain't none of the other regular, usual suspects. But this man, however, watch chapel, is experiencing success in doing the work of the kingdom. This man has encountered people who are possessed by the demonic. And as this man encounters people who are demonically possessed, this man, having been a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, is using the supernatural skills and resources that Jesus has given him to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out the demonic. This man is doing the work of the kingdom. We don't know this man's name, we don't know much about him, but we do know this anonymous disciple of Jesus is experiencing success doing the work of the kingdom. As this man experiences success doing the work of the kingdom, the text says that John, speaking on behalf of the 12, has copped an attitude about the success of this man who is doing the work of the kingdom. John should be excited, enthusiastic about somebody else who's a follower of Jesus doing the work of the kingdom, but John ain't happy. John is not enthusiastic. John is not excited. John has developed a case of hateration. Who is he? Where he from? Who his people? Does anybody know him? I mean, let me ask you, does anybody know him? Where he from? 
What school did he go to? Where did he pledge? What's his people's name? John should be happy. John should be excited. But John quietly but then aggressively begins to sabotage the success of another disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Envy is a bad thing. While we clap and say amen, all of us at one time in life have been envious of somebody else. I need the same folk to say amen. You may be set free and delivered now, but all of us have been envious of somebody we thought was prettier. All of us have been envious of somebody we thought was more successful. All of us have been envious of somebody we thought had a brighter smile, a better personality, or who experienced more success. And when, and let me say this, not if, but when the enemy of envy arises again, we all need to pray, Lord, deliver me. Let me help somebody for the real people who need to hear it. Somebody needs to hear this. You ain't the only person who will experience success in life. Y'all didn't hear me. Sometimes we believe we are the only person that God will make successful. There's room for more than one person to be successful. There's room for more than one person to be pretty. There's room for more than one person to be handsome. There's room for more than one person to be intelligent. There's room for more than one person to do well. You can like Kobe and Michael Jordan. You can like Denzel and Idris Elba. You can like Halle Berry. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. And Viola Davis. We got to stop pitting folk against one another and learn to celebrate the diversity of success. I'm team Kobe. I'm team MJ. Both of them are ballers. Y'all ain't talking to me. I like Doc McKenzie. I like Mighty Clouds of Joy. You can celebrate both of them. This man is experiencing success, and despite his success, people that ought to be happy are sabotaging him. Maybe they sabotage him because he ain't one of them. He ain't Baptist. He ain't a part of the General Baptist State Convention. He ain't full gospel. He ain't in Guff, Global United Fellowship. He ain't in the Church of God in Christ. He ain't in the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. Maybe they hate on him because he ain't one of them, but maybe they hate Deacon Dunn for a deeper reason because he has done what they were not able to do yesterday. I need my Bible readers to walk with me. If you read the preceding narrative, you discover that the disciples encountered spiritual failure as a man brought his son who was demonically possessed to Jesus, but they were unable to deliver this boy. The man had to bring the boy to Jesus, and Jesus delivered the boy because those who represented him were not successful. And maybe John, Peter, and James, and Thaddeus, and Bartholomew are hating on him now because he is doing now what they could not do yesterday. Who he? 
what he got that we don't got. Where he been that we ain't been. He ain't all that. If I wasn't as busy, I could do, I could have done it too. I ain't have all these kids to raise. If I ain't have to work two jobs. If I had gone to private school, I could If I ain't have to work while I was in college. If I had her, I could. If I had him. Yet according to the text, let me preach this. Despite the hateration, the sabotage, the text says this man succeeds anyway. There's no failure. There is no slippage. The man has been casting out demons. And despite them trying to stop him, discourage him, dissuade him, the man continues to cast out demons. And I preach this message to encourage somebody to you, to encourage somebody to keep on succeeding anyhow. And let me preach this. Somebody needs to hear this on this Sunday morning. Uh, if you experience success, success in any way, shape, or form will engender envy. Don't ever be so naive to believe that everybody wants to see you do well. Misery loves company. Some people are upset that Watch Chapel grows. Some people are upset that you have the joy of the Lord. Some people are upset that you are unaffected and unbothered by their hateration. Some folk are miserable because you have gone on with your life. Some folk hate the fact that the church of God is doing well. Some folk hate the fact that you and your husband can celebrate 30 or 40 or 50 years. Some people hate the fact that you're about to graduate with a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, a doctoral degree. Somebody hates the fact that you ain't working for them no more, but you've been able to launch out as an entrepreneur and do your thing and go bigger, better, and better older than they thought you would do. Don't ever be so naive to believe that everybody is cheering for you, wanting you to succeed. Now don't be paranoid. Everybody ain't against you. Everybody ain't trying to sabotage you. Everybody don't mean you harm. Everybody doesn't want to see you fail. But there are some people, help me preach this watch chapel, that we thought wanted to see us do well, that we thought were on our team, that we thought were cheering for us, that we wanted us to do well, but turned out to be, come here, OJs, nothing but back. Come on now, I need my 70s fans to say amen. Come on, they smile in your face. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. <clears throat> Sabotaging this man. But guess what? This man succeeds anyhow. Folk will try to lie on you, assassinate your character, discourage you, deceive you, misrepresent your motives, but I encourage you to succeed anyhow. Can I preach this to bless somebody? You are seeking to do well, but you've encountered hateration, you've encountered jealousy, succeed anyhow. You've shared your dreams with somebody and they said you didn't have the wherewithal, but I want you to succeed anyhow. 
You have said what you plan to do for the next 20 years of your life, but they say you don't have what it takes. I encourage you to succeed anyhow. How does this man, can I preach this? Succeed anyhow. What does it take for me, preacher, to succeed anyhow? This man succeeds anyhow. This ain't a deep sermon, but it is profound. The man succeeds anyhow because of his desire. This man wants to be used by God. Can I preach this? He's not one of the 12, but he knows that Jesus can use him anyhow. His name is not known, but he knows that the Lord can use him. He ain't popular, but he knows that the Lord can use him. And this man, having believed what Jesus said, has the desire to be used by Almighty God. This man is not known. He ain't popular. He ain't in the 12. He's not a part of the 70. He ain't a part of the 120. But this man believes that God can use him. And sometimes, watch chapel, the greatest thing we have on our road to succeeding anyhow is desire. Sometimes we can make a way or we can make an excuse. Can I preach this in here? Your desire can trump adversity. Our desire can trump opposition. Our desire can trump annoyances. Our desire can trump setbacks. Our desire can trump anything that gets in our way. If we have the desire to do it, y'all ain't talking to me in here. Maybe that's why Jesus said, blessed are the hungry. Blessed are the thirsty. If you're hungry enough, if you are desirous enough, God will supernaturally give you what you need to overcome obstacles, climb mountains, scale valleys, and do what God says you can do. The man succeeds because he has the desire. Let me see if I can make a play. A few weeks ago, most of us in this sanctuary were watching CNN, MSNBC, all day, every day as a black woman with roots in the state of North Carolina stood before the Senate Judiciary Committee keeping her head unbothered, unfazed, conquering got you questions y'all ain't talking to me and has become the latest and first black woman supreme court justice of these united states of america can i preach this rascals like that joker down in south carolina trying to get her, scheming, knowing she was qualified. More qualified than the other people on the Supreme Court justice right now. Had just passed a Senate confirmation two years earlier to get to the federal court. But we're going to get her if we can. But many of us know that when she was an elementary school student, a junior high school student, her goal was to be a judge. Because her mom and daddy went to North Carolina Central University. I'm sure her mom and daddy, come on, help me preach this, told her as a black woman, you're going to have to be twice as good. You're going to have to keep your head. I, you got the desire. We're going to support you. But you can't do what everybody else does. Y'all ain't talking to me. While they're doing their thing, you can't do what they do. You got to keep your nose clean. You got to be twice as good. You got to be more articulate. You got to have better grades. And her desire, y'all ain't talking to me, led her to Harvard. Y'all, can I preach this? 
led her to become a judge, led her to become a federal judge, and now her desire trumped everything she went through, and now she's a shining example of what God can do when you have enough desire. Don't say what you can't do. Don't tell me the obstacles are too hard. Don't tell me they don't like you. They ain't never liked us. Oh, I'm preaching. Desire. But it wasn't just desire. Maybe this man succeeds anyhow because of his discipline. When I talk of discipline, I'm talking about discipline, spirituality. Maybe this man is able to succeed where they failed. The same narrative in Mark chapter 9 says they raised the question, why couldn't we cast it out? This kind comes out by prayer and by fasting. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all wonder why we pray every Wednesday, why we fast every Wednesday, why we begin the year with a season of prayer and fasting because there's something God does by disciplining us that gives us spiritual power, not for our own good, but to bless other folk. Can I preach this? The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, ain't about us. It's about God using us to bless other folk. Your prayer life ain't about you. It's about God using you as an intercessor, as a prayer warrior. Your worship life ain't about you. It's about God using you as an example of joy in the midst of what you're going through. Maybe this man succeeds because of his discipline Discipline, watch chapel, spiritually makes a difference. Having a prayer life makes a difference. Spending time in the word makes a difference. Worship makes a difference. Who you fellowship with makes a difference. Being quiet makes a difference. Confessing our stuff, not somebody else's stuff makes a difference pressing our way to worship makes a difference let me see if I can make it plain uh, those of us pay attention to popular culture remember MJ probably the greatest entertainer of all time Michael Jackson became Michael Jackson not because of lack of discipline Michael Jackson became the king of pop. Y'all ain't talking to me. Remember the time. Ben. Come on now. Off the wall. Come on now. Let me call it. Let me. Because of his discipline. Some of us know Michael Jackson practiced 10 hours a day. Everybody else was doing what they wanted to do. He was practicing. Say what you want to say about Joe. Amen, somebody. But Joe had the ability and vision to see what they could become. And Michael Jackson take, took up the mantle and kept the same level of discipline and became the king because of his discipline. Two years ago, a preacher lived in North Raleigh. Gardner Calvin Taylor went to be with the Lord on Resurrection Sunday. Many of us know him. Those of you who lived in Brooklyn, New Jersey area, remember the name because he was known as the poet laureate of the African-American pulpit. And I asked Dr. Taylor, I had the opportunity to have his audience, said, Doc, what was the key to your greatness? And he said, I don't know if I've ever been great. He said, but Harry, I've just tried to spend time with God. And as I spend time with God, God does wonders in my life. When I get up in the morning, I try to spend time with God. And before I close my eyes at night, I try to spend time with God. 
And God does wonders as you spend time with him. Y'all ain't talking to me. Kobe Bryant, who died a few years ago, became Kobe, not just because he imitated Michael Jordan. Kobe became Kobe because he practiced and shot 2,000 jump shots every day. You are going to be great in anything. Takes discipline. It ain't just waking up, going about your business. It's the discipline. Maybe this man succeeded anyhow because he had a prayer life. Maybe the man spent time fasting with God. Maybe the man had been equipped by Jesus because of his discipline, not just desire, not just discipline, but maybe man succeeds anyhow because of divine intervention. I'm going to my seat watch chapel, but none of us would be here on our own. The man is experiencing success in doing the work of the kingdom. The man is casting out the demonic. He's doing such a good job in doing the work of the kingdom that John, James, Peter become jealous because the man is doing the work of the kingdom. John says, Jesus, this man ain't one of us. We got to stop him because he ain't Baptist. We got to stop him because he ain't a member of Watch Chapel. We got to stop him because we don't know his people. We got to stop him because we ain't getting the credit. We got to stop him because he ain't one of us. And Jesus says, no, don't stop him. Who who ain't against us is for us. In other words, Jesus intervenes. The man is doing what the Lord wants him to do. There are people that try to stop him. But Jesus stops the people who are trying to stop him. That's divine intervention. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Whenever you do the work of the kingdom, there's going to be somebody who tries to stop you. But praise be to God, we got a God who gets involved and a God who intervenes. Touch not thine anointed. Do thy prophet no harm. Don't get in God's way. Stand out of God's way. Keep your mouth off of God's people. Don't try to undermine what God wants to do because God has a way of getting involved. Can I get some help on this Sunday morning? Bull Connor tried to stop Martin King, but God got involved. Pharaoh tried to stop Moses, but God got involved. They tried to stop the civil rights movement in America, but God got involved. Rascals tried to stop Kajandi Brown Jackson, but God got involved. They are folk that hate on you, but God got involved. Do I have a witness on this Sunday morning? Can anybody look back over your life? They lied on me, but God got involved. They sabotaged my name, but God got involved. They called me this and that and that and this, but God got involved. They said I would never amount to nothing, but God got involved. They said I didn't have enough, but God got involved. Thank God for sitting high and looking low. When I look back over my life and think things over, I can truly say I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Does anybody have a testimony on this Sunday morning? Thank God. Let me help somebody. I wish I could close it the way I want to. You don't have to get nobody back. You don't have to get nobody back. Yeah. 
You don't have to drop no dime. You don't have. No, I'm good. God has a way of turning your life around. I said God will be your keeper. He'll be your protector. He'll be your way maker. He'll be your provider. You just succeed anyhow. And notice the text, y'all. They were talking about him, but the man wasn't studying them. I'm a focus. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep my behind in the chair. I'm not going to come out of me to get with you. Somebody right now, saints, you're here. You and I can never experience success without the hand of God. Let me help somebody now. Because somebody said, well, I'm doing good. You don't know how good you could do if you had God on your side. Yeah, you're doing good, but you could do better with the Lord Jesus in your life on your side. I'm CEO already. You could be CEO of two companies. You could birth another company out of you. We got to get to the point where it ain't just about our success. Let me help somebody. As you get older, you got to set other folk up for success. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother, if you're not saved and want to accept Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. You're not saved and want to accept Jesus today. Raise your hand wherever you are. If you're saved but don't have a church home, you want to join Watch Chapel, raise your hand. There's somebody here. The Holy Ghost is telling me there's somebody here. You're saved but you don't have a church home. You've been visiting, you visit through the pandemic, and you're here right now. You virtual, you're in person, raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand. Is there one physically here? You're saved, but you don't have a church home and you want to make Watch Chapel your church home. I want to pray over Watch Chapel and I'm praying over somebody individually. Hateration has discouraged you. You thought there were some people who were going to cheer for you, but they turned out to be agitators. They ain't mine as long as y'all were dating at the same time. But then you got married. They ain't mine as long as both of y'all were driving Toyota Camrys. But now you got a Lexus. They ain't mine as long as y'all were working together on the line. But then you became a manager. They ain't mine as long as both of you had starter houses. But now you got a little land. They ain't mine as long as you were coming to them for advice or crying on that couch 
But now you ain't crying no more. Ain't no more drama. You got joy. You happy. And now, I'm talking good in here. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for every man, woman, boy, and girl, every couple, every single person to focus on you. I pray, God, that we don't yield to the temptation of responding to haters and agitators and naysayers and Monday morning quarterbacks, people that stand over our shoulders, people that dig ditches. But pray, God, that we focus on who you want us to be and what you want us to do. And Lord, as you give us success, let us give you thanksgiving and credit. Let us realize it ain't about us. It ain't about our degree from St. Aug. It ain't about our MBA from Central. It ain't about our promotion. It ain't about our skill set. It's about what you are doing in our lives. We thank you for the skills we have. Thank you for our abilities. Thank you for talents. Thank you for networks. Thank you for personality and gifts and talents and abilities. You've made us who we are. Lord, we give you credit for what you're doing in our lives. Continue to work in us. Continue to work on us. In the strong name of Jesus, let the people of God say amen. 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 Be seated, saints. We're about to go home. Saints, we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. Revival. Amen. Reverend Dr. C. Dexter Wise, Faith Ministries Church, Columbus, Ohio, will be our preacher. We are in person and virtual. Amen. Watch that, but we got some good news. Amen. And I'm asking, you're a great church. Amen. We're a great church. Amen. Let's give God praise for who we are as a church. Let's give God praise for who we are as a church. Amen. It's a sad dog won't wag his own tail. Amen. Look, I'm asking for everybody. Let's keep on doing a great job in giving. If you're not yet a tither, become a tither. Many ways you can give. Text to give. PayPal. Cash app. Mail. Amen. A few weeks ago, God placed a vision on my heart and mind. God said, every year at the end of the year, there are college students who may owe a little money and can't graduate. Some of us been there now. Amen. You don't ask Big Mama for money to pay spring tuition. And family is tapped out. Amen. But you just owe $600. You owe some fees. You lost a library book. Amen. And guess what, Watchtapel? God allowed Watchtapel to help 11 students from St. Augustine's University graduate yesterday because we paid off their balances. Can't stop right there. God allowed us to bless 12 students from Shaw University so they will graduate To God be the glory for the great things God is doing. Thank you, Watch Chapel. These are your tithes and offerings at work.
Come on, choir. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit bless you real good. Amen. 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 Let the ushers lead you out. Come on, choir.
Great. 